What is a grieving cart? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Mary Whitmer. Ms. Whitmer is a palliative care nurse practitioner at Banner Good Samaritan Medical Center in Phoenix, Arizona, and the lead author of the Journal of Hospice and Palliative Nursing article titled, Caring in the Curing Environment, the Implementation of a grieving cart in the ICU. Ms. Whitmer, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you. Explain, what is a grieving cart? Well, I think that first we need to back up and give a little history about a grieving cart, how it came about, and why it might be important in an ICU or in an acute care environment. When we think about death in America, we're thinking about more than 2.5 million people dying every year from any number of causes. And when we think about that population, when we ask people in the United States where they want to die or how they envision the end of their life, they often talk about having a dying process happen at home in a comfortable environment with family and friends and maybe pets, flowers, music, however they define their space and what's important to them. The sad fact about that is that 80% of deaths in America happen in hospitals. And within that 80%, 20% of those deaths are occurring in ICUs. So when we think about the ICU environment, we think of a fast-paced, high-stress, curative environment where healthcare professionals are doing everything within their power to save lives, to rehabilitate patients. And what happens is rather a medicalization then of the dying process so that what we might think of as a normal dying process doesn't look like that anymore as we add more and more interventions. And so when we think about how to change that somewhat and provide a a healing environment, a therapeutic environment where staff is supported and families and patients are supported in a different paradigm. Nursing for some time has become somewhat fragmented and moved away from that caring science to more technology. And so because of our advanced medical technology, our society has come somewhat to believe that we're not going to die. Somehow we're going to pull this off. And families in ICU are overwhelmed, they're stressed, they're frightened. There's been a lot of articles written about ICU psychosis and families experiencing anxiety and and depression as they go through this process. And so we looked to see what we could find out about a healing environment and then how we could make that happen at our hospital. So in doing our research, we wanted to know what might aspects of a healing environment be, and we believe that a healing environment certainly impacts the way care is provided. It changes staff morale and and the way health care is delivered to patients. And when patients are asked what a healing environment is, they might say it's a holistic environment, that the staff is attentive to body, mind, and spirit, that they have a real relationship with their providers, and that the patient and family are actively involved in decision-making. 
So if that's what we're looking at as a healing environment, how do we move that into ICU? And we looked at some of the nursing theorists, starting with Florence Nightingale and moving all the way to Jean Watson, who began talking about nursing science as a sacred science, the model of human caring, transpersonal associations with patients, and developing, again, that holistic environment. And so based on all the things that we read, all the staff that we talked to, we look to see what things we can implement safely in our ICUs so that we can begin to create a healing environment. And that's where the grieving cart came in. One of the articles we looked at talked about the use of a grieving cart. It was a very small piece of a very big article, but one of the staff nurses took that and began to develop it, and myself and the staff nurse and the clinical nurse specialist in ICU went about figuring out how to make a grieving cart happen in our ICUs. And if we're actually looking at the mechanical grieving cart, what do we see? Well, you see a mahogany-looking cart that's about four feet long, about maybe four and a half feet tall. It has a drawer in the front, and inside the drawer is a Bible, a Koran, a Book of Mormon. There are pamphlets on grief, loss, and bereavement that the chaplains bring up. Our information that's in the cart is in English and Spanish. There are two doors in the front that open, and inside those doors there are coffee creamer and sugar and stirs and all the pieces that you need to put together to make a small meal. What happens, the process of using the grieving cart when a nurse's patient is actively dying or having been withdrawn from artificial life support and the family is going to stay in vigil with the patient as they die, the nurse tells the health unit secretary how many family members will be present. The health unit secretary calls down to the cafeteria and tells them how many family members. And at that time, they begin to package up a tray of muffins or cookies, depending on the time of day. The staff on the floor brews some fresh coffee and tea and water, and those are put into carafes so that when the health unit secretary or whomever brings the muffins up from the cafeteria that's placed on top of the grieving cart and Sometimes there's flowers. Most of the time there isn't in ICU. And then the cart is physically taken to the patient's room. There's a photograph of a sunset that is placed on the outside of the door so that the staff in that immediate area know that something really important is happening in that room. It quiets the environment down and and allows the other nurses to support the nurse who's supporting the family as they go through this beginning grieving process. The nurse queries the family at some point about whether it's okay to bring the cart into the room. We have a large Native American population, a large Hispanic population, and within different cultures, there are different feelings about whether it's okay to eat and drink in the presence of someone who is dying or very ill. And so if it's okay with the family, we like to bring the cart into the room, and then the family can stay there and have some food, something to drink. The nurse can talk with the family, stay with the families, begin to help them start their grieving process as they begin to let go. So the 
the atmosphere of the unit slows down, quiets down, and the nurse has time then to interact with the family to do that transpersonal interaction, that relationship that's been developing, to do some teaching about grief, loss, and bereavement, so that when they leave our hospital, they have a little bit of a foundation upon which to go forward into the rest of their lives. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me is Mary Whitmer. Ms. Whitmer is a palliative care nurse practitioner at Banner Good Samaritan Medical Center in Phoenix, Arizona, and we're discussing the success of the grieving cart in the ICU. Ms. Whitmer, what feedback have you received from families about the cart? absolutely fabulous feedback from the families. We decided that we wanted to make sure that what we were doing made a difference. And so at the end of the first month, we started this project in April of 2006. So starting in May, I began calling family members of patients who died at our hospital who experienced the grieving cart in their room. And every single person I called for a total, I think of between 60 and 75 families, we felt like that was our number. Every single person I spoke with unanimously endorsed the grieving cart. They said things like, it was wonderful, I felt cared for, I felt like the nurse had time for us, we were starving, but we didn't want to leave the bedside. We felt attended to, we felt heard, and we felt supported. Those were the kinds of comments over and over and over. And so after a time, we stopped calling because we were always getting the same response. How are staff members trained on use of the CART? When the CART was beginning to be implemented, we decided that we would pilot it on two ICU units. And we introduced the original article And we talked about the grieving cart. We talked about how it's important to be proactive. We know that our families are going to experience grief, loss, and bereavement. And what can we do to be proactive and to to help them on their way? And staff embraced that because part of their angst about having their patient die was not feeling like they were doing anything to make a difference. And so they embraced the idea, and we explained to them the process. There's an actual flow sheet, a flow diagram that says who does what. And so there was a brief orientation. Because our staff is fairly stable, the new staff that come in, which is rare, are precepted and mentored by the existing staff, and they're taught as part of their orientation how to use the grieving cart, and they watch the more seasoned staff member, use the cart so that they have an idea about how to go about doing it. How can listeners learn more about grieving carts? Well, they could read our article, which is in the Journal of Hospice and Palliative Nursing. I would be very happy to email a copy of that to anybody who's interested. They can call me on the phone. They can do their own literature search. There's a bib list in our article that has 19 references that may be helpful. I think that the grieving cart is a small component of a healing environment, and so if listeners are thinking about how to develop a healing environment in the 
facility or the place that they work, uh, reading more about healing environment, therapeutic environment, and then thinking about what sorts of innovations could happen and be appropriate in the place where they work would be helpful. What's your email address? It's mary.whitmer, W-H-I-T-M-E-R, at bannerhealth.com. Banner Health is all one word. And the name of your article? Is Caring in the Curing Environment, the Implementation of a Grieving Cart in the ICU. Ms. Whitmer, thank you so much for joining us to discuss your successful use of a grieving cart in the ICU. You're very welcome. Thank you. I'm Susan Dole, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the ReachMD library. Thank you for listening.